It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, listen, Buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. To the phones we go. We're going to talk to Mikey out of Christchurch. G'day, Mikey. Oh, g'day, Staffy. Jeez, this coaching stuff just a gift that keeps on giving for journos and talkback hosts, isn't it? Oh, no. I sort of thought, well, that's probably it for rugby this year as we build into Christmas. But no, up it comes again. It's like the pimple that never pops. Oh, tell me about it. Hey, look, the, the new Netflix drama coming soon to you, Coach to Survive. The inside the boardrooms of international rugby. Could you imagine? Jeez, I'd watch that. Oh, it'd be brilliant. <laughs> oh, it'd be brilliant. It'd be brutal. You'd you'd see what really goes on. Mm. You wonder if there's if there are shenanigans behind the scenes. Did Warren actually take this job, wanting the England job, knowing that he's only a year with Wales, and he's kind of pushed, pulled the trigger on this one? There's a, lot, there's a lot of conspiracy theories that could be out there on this. Mm. I think you started the ball rolling, uh, Staffy, at the start of the year. Um, if, if memory serves around, I don't know, was it March, April? You're, you asked all us punters about who, how many uh, games would the All Blacks win? And it was around the coaching scenario, really, mm. I think. Mm. And, uh, and ever since then, it's just been coaching apocalypse all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's unreal, isn't it? I just don't. I, I, there's so many machinations. There are, and I, if anything, um, and yes, this is my Canterbury patch on and that, but I feel a little bit sorry for raising the fence now. Now that they've pulled the trigger with Wales, and it sounds like this Borthwick fella uh, may be the go-to, then the NZRU kind of don't have to do anything, do they? So where does that leave Razor? Twiddling his thumbs again? Because they've shown a, 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 an inability to communicate. There's a very well-trodden story, which I've heard from someone who's also inside um, the Canterbury camp, um, regarding the fact that he, that he had the job before that South African game. Yeah. Um, and that's going to come out one day and it's going to hurt NZAU when the full details come out. Um, so I don't know. Where does, it, where does it leave them? That's my only big question about the whole thing. Mm. I'd love them to go overseas because because it would give them that international experience and, and hopefully some credibility on that stage. Um, but even Warren Gatlin said that, uh, you know, the best coach in the country should be the next all-back coach. Yes, he so, did. And here's the other thing. So whether that's Warren playing games or not, I don't mm. know him well enough to know that. But And he fluffed yeah. up Razor, right? He fluffed up Razor, which made me think of one other thing, that Warren Gatlin's got them to the World Cup, and then Scott Robinson, his head coach of Wales, with Warren Gatlin, director of rugby or something. And so yep. <coughs> that's yep. a possibility. <laughs> and as for the Australia rumours, oh, God. I mean, how many? It seems like a graveyard for Kiwi coaches. So, <laughs> oof, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with poor old Rennie. You know, yeah, we, all, know. we all know he's a good coach, but geez, with what he's had to put up with injury-wise and the cattle they have, it's just really difficult.
difficult, isn't it? It's really difficult. And I'll be talking to Georgina. I'll be asking her about Rennie as well. But, yeah, so many, so many factors. Cool, cool, Mikey. Thanks for kicking us off. Okay. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Cheers buddy. We'll go to Zade. Hey, out of Auckland. G'day, Zade. Hello, Zade. I'm t- talking about the All Black coaches. Yeah. Um, I've got another. I've got another story about um, old Spud. So um, one day they were playing um, for Australia and England, and uh, Mark, uh, what's his name, MG, who played for Australia. Mark Geyer. Mark Geyer. So um, one day they were they lost to England, and there was these England fans talking a bit of crap to Mark Geyer. Uh, Mark Geyer, and then um, they, he said they went back in the taxi. Um, the the drunk English fans. And then um, Carol said he was standing next to him, and then uh, um, he said, I haven't said good... Um, MG said, I haven't said goodbye properly, and apparently he knocked one of the England fans straight out in the taxi. <laughs> That's pretty random, Zaid. <laughs> and then they said, um, also Brad Fittler, they were doing fireworks out of their hotel, and they had to do them outside the window, and you could see like all these smoke, and it was going on to like, um, like, passenger, like people on that walking, because they were like in their hotels in England and that, and then have like fireworks and stuff. And then um, one day they'd like be playing like rugby league in the hotel, and like one of them kicked the ball through the window and smashed the window to pieces and stuff. But it didn't shatter because it was double glazed. But yeah, it's a pretty good book. Oh, sounds a good book, Sade. Sounds a good book. Now back yeah. to the All Black coaching and world coaching. Where do you think Scott Robertson's going to end up? All Black coach? Well, he's either going to end up at the All Blacks or the Crusaders. It seems like now. Because um, it doesn't it sounds like that Steve Bork, what's his name, Borkwood's going to be taking over the All Blacks coach. It seems England. pretty much, I mean, England coach seems pretty much confirmed. Um, Eddie Jones is going to be gone. And um, I don't want to be mean, but I'm going to be about Warren Gatlin. Well, he was never up to par for the Chiefs. What is he? They lost pretty much every game when he coached the Chiefs, so that never worked out for him. And um, might as well go and coach back Wales. I guess he's just taking his old job, old job back pretty much, you know. Ian Foster um, lost most of his games with the Chiefs as well, and he's the All Black coach. Yeah, well, I don't know about that either. But um, <laughs> I reckon still, um, unless we win the World Cup, but I can't see it, I'd have Scott Robinson or Leon McDonald. I'm not bothered either all. I'd rather Scott Robinson, because I think he's way more experienced, that he knows he's won titles in the NPC and Super Rugby, but if he doesn't, if they don't want to give him the job, then is it Leon McDonald's job, either than Foster? I don't know. Um because it seems it's kind of sim- similar to the Robbie Dean story. They always mucked him around, didn't they, really? <laughs> they did. So, they did, say Lots of calls here. That, Thanks so. for calling, bud. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Um, got plenty of calls now, which is cool. Uh, we go to Ed Tolliger, mate. Kia ora, Ed. Kia ora, Savvy. Uh, kia ora, Kenny. Uh, Ed, my mate. Um, bro, Razor should have their job for the All Blacks, bro. Mm, I know he should. Yep, he should. Um, the way they... I don't know, someone said that they uh, took his coaching staff. They said he had the job, but then they didn't give him the job. Mm. Wow. But because, you know, because they closed the door on him in England. With that, um, the second in command, Eddie Jones is gone. The fellow behind him is going to take that one. Yep. Yeah, and then there's the rumours about Aussie. Well, don't go to Aussie, bro. <laughs> yeah, like like Mike said, uh, they we coaches go over there to die. Our Kiwi coaches. Or Robbie Dean. Rennie. And then, so, yeah, I'm hoping old Razor gets the All Blacks. You know, even if it's not this World Cup, after the all, you know, after that. Yeah, I don't think it'll um, be this World Cup. I don't think, but... Nah, nah. But uh, I wanted to catch the All Blacks, not another international thing. Mm, I know. I'm the but same. Other than that, um, uh, I'm getting a growling at work there. Uh, my cousin's back at work, but he's... Um, 
he's uh, he's pretty beaten up. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just did his Iron Moldy over the weekend. Did he? Yeah. It was this weekend. Oh, uh, the weekend just too... gone. So um, down in Hawke's Bay. He's walking around like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just got back. Um, uh, he was still down there Monday, so he must have driven up. So, but first day at work, and boy, when I saw him this morning, I could get smart on him. He couldn't touch me. <laughs> That's well, I am awesome. actually getting smarter than Matthew. But he gave, he gave me a growling for my faux pas last week on the radio. Yes, the big faux pas. Don't make another one. Yes. Yes, that's right. He goes, boy, it's taken him this long to do one, so I was quite happy about that. But anyway, he's, he's trying to ground me this morning. But you can't catch me. You can't catch me. <laughs> Good man, Ed. We've got lots of calls here, brother. Good to hear from you. Later. See you, boy. Uh, John, Auckland. G'day, John. Hey, Steffi. Uh, yeah, very interesting. I, I, I just for the other callers too. I think he should get the job um, pretty much instantaneously once the All Blacks lose the World Cup. Um, but in saying that, I think uh, you know a lot of people might might hate me for this, but I think Ireland and France have already peaked. Okay. And New Zealand and South Africa. If you watch them throughout that um, autumn series, they call it. They actually started playing the better rugby. South Africa actually started running the ball, mate. I like South Africa. I, I fancy South Africa next year. I think 2023 is going to be a good year for South Africa. I really do. Yeah, I think so too, mate. And I think it'll be a good year for the All Blacks too. I think, yeah, like I said, Ireland have never made a semi final. Um, there's always pressure there. As you know, when the All Blacks trying to win another World Cup, um, that can tell. And then at, at home, France always. They always falter, mate. But then again, they've always got one game in them. And they it's always have, against the All Blacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. They save up their best for us, don't they, the buggers? Yeah, exactly, mate. But, yeah, just on their coaching gig, you know, again, I don't think Razor will go to Australia. Looks like Eddie Jones is going to be coaching USA. Um, and, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. Because USA didn't qualify, is that right? That's right. Yeah, first time in a long time, or maybe the second time ever or something like that. But, yeah, so Eddie Jones had been linked to USA. Now he's being linked back to the Wallabies, which is kind of interesting too. Well, who knows, mate? It's a bit of a merry-go-round, isn't it? I know. I can't make sense of it. There's so much going on. Uh, but, John, good to chat to you, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Now, let's go to Graham in Marlborough, formerly Northland, up the Tanny Far. G'day, Graham. Hey, Steph, just quickly. Um, firstly, to Sam, I hope you're feeling better, mate. I've had a couple of those procedures, and it's never nice. Secondly, uh, I said yesterday to you, Staff that I'll throw you overboard. Yeah. Telling me the dart score. Well, I apologise for that. That's not something that I would do, and I shouldn't have said it on the radio. And I, so I apologise to you, staff. I would. I wouldn't do that. That's all right. Make I, sure I kicked your. I just make sure I kicked your ass and darts. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was in Jess Graham. I know. Yeah. No. I just wanted to. Yeah. I don't. Not the sort of thing I would say. But anyway, and to the rugby, at least Wales and sounds like England are brave enough to pull the trigger. Hmm. You know, like like it's a business staff, eh? That's my that's my thing too. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. And there it's a business. They're they're in a business of winning. You know what? And I listened to Ricardo's interview this morning with the uh, Welsh guy, and he said no other international team in the world would have picked Wayne Pivak, would have hired Wayne Pivak because he wasn't that good. You know, so like at least they're brave enough to pull the whether it's the right decision or not. It probably is because, you know, we Wales understand that Warren's a reasonably good coach and 
they probably have to get rid of Eddie just because he's lost the dressing room. Now, the New Zealand Rugby Union weren't, weren't and aren't brave enough to pull the trigger with Ian Foster. One test, you know, they, they had a contract in front of Scott, Mor- Scott Robertson. The All Blacks won that second test and, and he kept his job. That was, that was wrong. That was a fatal... Whether he wins the World Cup or not, it was a wrong thing to do to a person. You know, they shouldn't treat... They shouldn't have treated Scott Robertson like that, or, or Ian Foster for that matter. You know, they, they should have been brave enough to pull the trigger. Yeah. I, you know, I, uh, it's, it, the same, it's, the same, it's the same as how they've treated Peter Gus. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's, that's shoddy. That's shoddy stuff. You know, you don't treat people like that. You know, we're in the, we're, we're, you and I are both in the game of our businesses. They've got to make money. And if they're not making money, they look at why they're not making money. And if it's us... Well, we get a talking to with Ian Foster. It's, it's about winning games, and he's sixty-eight percent not good enough as an all-black coach. So, pull the trigger. Mm. Bang on, Graham. I still, I still, I still think they've got time to do it. Personally, I think if he's Scott, you know, pull the trigger now, and then he's got all of the Scott, the Super Rugby to look at. He knows the players he would want. That's why he didn't go on the New Zealand A to it because he didn't want to coach that team. It wasn't the players that he would pick. Yeah. So pull the trigger, man. That's and, it. But yeah, it's not it's not going to happen, sadly, but at least Wales and England were brave enough to do it. Mm. Bang and on, Graham. You've got to tip your hat to them. Yes, you do. You do. You Cheers, do. mate. Cheers, Great buddy. You, brother. Cheers, mate. Take it easy. Another Graham in Christchurch. G'day, Graham. Oh, God, g'day, Staffy. How are you, mate? Good, good thanks, Graham. Oh, great. Yeah, good good calls today. Yeah, no, I agree with um, everyone, everyone else. Um, to, you know, more or less. Uh, I mean, I just think, you know, Razor, you know, Warren Gatlin's right on the money. You know, he's not involved with New Zealand rugby, so he doesn't have to, you know, watch his back. So, you know, he's been honest and, and saying what a lot of people outside of New Zealand are saying, and apart from fans here in the here in New Zealand, of course, that overwhelmingly think Scott Robertson should be the coach. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing is just ridiculous from start to finish from back in 2019. I mean, it does make me laugh a bit that some people swore blind that he'd be the English coach. <laughs> and now that looks like, I mean, the thing is, people don't know what's going to happen until it's actually announced. So he may well end up with the all-black job, yet I know people think that that's gone completely. But the New Zealand Rugby Union must be desperate. I mean, otherwise, they're crazy. You know, they're going to get... Second best if they get Leon McDonald. Um, he's a good coach, but not, he's not Scott Robertson either. Um, and if, he do, if they don't, if they don't pick him up early and he goes somewhere else, well, good luck to him. I mean, it's just um, it's a preposterous situation, really. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, I just, yeah, and Gat, you know, Warren Gatland, I think it's just fantastic that he's come out and said this, and you know. That, Keeping the pressure. I mean, he's a Kiwi, even though he's coached Wales and back with Wales and been with the Lions and other places. Um, but he knows the score in New Zealand. He's an ex-All Black, and he knows the politics of New Zealand rugby himself, because he was. He did have aspirations for the All Black job himself at one stage. But mm. yeah, no, good, 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 good luck to him. And yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with him. I'm the same, mate. I'm the same, Graham. Good call. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Good man. Thanks, Warren. I mean, Warren. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I'm off to coach Wales. <laughs> Good on you, Graham. We'll have a quick break. We'll come back with Dean and Joey and uh, anyone else who wants to call 0800 150 Back in a moment. Welcome back in. Uh, full border calls. G'day. Uh, who's first? Semi- 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 Zane from 
Parapara Umu. G'day, Zane. G'day, mate. Stuck inside today. Um, bit, bit windy down here, so I can sort of give you a call if somewhere quiet for once. Yeah, nice. Hey, um, interesting, like um, Graham's from Tolaga Bay's comment, like about being brave. Um, for me, I look at it the complete opposite side, mate. It's it's not brave; it's smart. I think um, it's irrational for us to try and, as in New Zealand, you know, New Zealand rugby, to justify not moving um, Foster on now. If you if you base it purely on performance, and then you, you could argue that 12 months isn't enough time, but we have a, a real world success story in South Africa that's proven that's not the case. You've got a guy here who knows every player in New Zealand. He's played you know, with half of them. He's observed you know, on his teams or he's played against them. So he's not coming in from zero, right? The team's got the infrastructure there for him to take over. It just seems illogical they don't move quicker. Yeah, I was thinking about that point this morning. And look here, look at the impact Jason Ryan had in two weeks. Two weeks, and the, and the All Black forwards were much more effective. I mean, you, you look at Dave Dillon, mate. That guy had never been a head coach in his life. He left NEC, goes to Kobe. Kobe's one of the bottom three or two or three teams in Japan. First year there, he takes him to the championship, does it back-to-back the next year. Granted, he had the backup of um, Ian Smith as an advisor of head of rugby, but, you know, the, the players in these teams have the experience and, and the skill to adapt and if you bring the person in with a, with the right logical process of how to take them there, twelve months is probably twice the amount of time you need, mate. You know, that's why it's not a, a risk for me for Gatlin going back to, to Wales, or it's not a risk for them firing Eddie Jones because whoever they hire has already been looking at the job as if they were there, you know, months in advance. So it, it just seems illogical that we're not prepared to take that um, smart decision. And who holds Mark Robinson? accountable for this the public <laughs> but, but it's new zealand rugby is owned by new zealand citizens right it's our, yes. it's our game mm. but you know who is the board of new zealand rugby and, and how were they elected and why is there not more um public opinion taken you know it's it's just i don't know it's beyond me to be honest and listening to that mark robinson interview the other day it's just he speaks more gobbledygook than um stephen kearney used to <laughs> How would that inspire anyone? <laughs> he, he, he should be leader of one of the political parties. Everyone would jump in behind him because you can say a lot without saying anything. Oh, fantastic. Zane, we've got to push on to the news. Thanks heaps for the call, buddy. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Zane, beautiful part of the world. Quick two-minute break, Dino. Sorry for taking so long to get to you. We'll get to you after the news, sport and weather, which will just be a couple of minutes. Welcome back in. Calls to get through. Uh, just to confirm, we're going to have Murray Mixted on in about 10 minutes, which will be great to catch up with him. He obviously coaches the coaches. Dean from Dunedin. G'day, Dino. That last statement you just said about coaching the coaches, that says it all, mate. Like, mm. I was lucky enough to meet Phil Gifford down here when that in place, mate. And I wouldn't mind ringing him up and saying, mate, should we write a book about the donut failed players into coaches? We've got a real problem in New Zealand, Staffy, of a pathway for those people that actually love the game and give up their Saturdays and Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays and a couple of marriages because they like bloody coaching rugby. They never get a crack. They're actually coaches. We give all these jobs, the plum jobs to ex-players. Some of them work, but it's a very, very 
small collective field that work. You could write a hell of a book on failed ones, and then just to not be so negative, you could actually have the last chapter on Rosa Robinson, but how, it defies logic that he's not the all-black coach. Mm. Like, the, the the whole process is flawed. Like, there was no point Robinson staying in South Africa, babysitting Foster, where the results shouldn't have mattered. Like, how do we know South Africa just decided, well, Jesus, it might not do us any favours if we win this test. They took their captain off to see how they would react under pressure. They're learning. Because if he gets hurt in an important game, they need Malcolm Marks on the field. They've got to have someone to replace him. So they just took him off. And against us, really, if you want to win, do you take your captain off? Mm. So it's everywhere. Like, I looked at softball, and I loved that World Series. And we were probably a little bit robbed by the Blues. But the games that we did lose in that tournament, Sorensen was completely outcoached. Like, our batters were still swinging for the fence. When we played Japan and they just nudged it around, bounced it here, slapped it, bunted it, ran like buggery. But we're still swinging for the fence. We've got ducks on the pond and we're trying to be the glory. You know, we're trying to hit it into the grandstand when a slap would have won us that game. It's everywhere in New Zealand sport. Sometimes outstanding players are just better off to buy the Mike King depression book and take a grip and get a job. Because it doesn't make you a great coach just because you were an outstanding player. Mm. And that's a huge problem in New Zealand rugby. Yep. I agree. I agree. Dean, we've got to push on. We've got another call, <clears throat> excuse me, call to get to and then Murray Mixer. But I appreciate your call as always, Dino. And Joey. G'day, Joey. Yeah, go, Steph. Yeah, look, you know, like Dino said, what well, he says right too, but it's a no-brainer too, Steph. You know, if um, if Razor Robinson coached um, Leinster to six titles or, or to Transvaal in South Africa to five or six titles, he would be the next in line to be coaching South Africa or, or England, you know. And we don't want to lose him to England in that to give them, them the benefit of his his coaching skills, you know. We need him here coaching us. So hopefully he, they've told him, you know, in the New Zealand Rugby Union, because if they haven't told him and he goes, Mark Robinson should go and so should the board. Because that's what you build yourself around, Pat. You know, you turn around and go, right, um, who is the best guy for, for this job? Well, the best guy, you know, at the moment, at the moment, the All Blacks, you've got to get 80% plus wins to be uh, a good coach or a reasonable coach to coach the All Blacks because it's our number one sport. And if you're not up to 80% or more, you don't have to get, like Steve Hansen got to 95 or 91. Okay, he had a very good side. If you get 80% or more, you've done a reasonable job. If you don't get 80%, you're not a, you, you haven't done a good job for New Zealand rugby. Or for the New Zealand public. It's simple, mate. It's a no-brainer. You keep him here. It's like keeping Wayne Smith here or, or whatever. Look what they've just done with Phil Burris. They've brought a guy back from, from, from Australia who's been over in, in, in Victoria coaching the women and the Aussie uh, um, hockey are very good. He's coming back to coach the New Zealand Blacksticks. Now, you watch them go. He's had 300-odd games for New Zealand. He's passionate about it. The same as Robinson. Yeah, you've got to give. You've got to keep them in. No two ways about it, mate. Good comparison, Joey. Good comparison that one. Thank you, my friend. Always good to hear from you.